Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. trailer before I pass it to um, Kanan 
what stood out to me the most, Jim Gordon at the end, um, was alluding to the fact that Batman had worked with a team before, and it's good to see him doing it again. That screams, and I want I want to throw this at you, uh, at, uh, you specifically, Joel, because of our combined love for Batman, or so as you say. Okay. Um, this got me thinking when he said that. What if Warner Brothers does, does something this cool? What if we get a Nightwing movie, a Batgirl movie, Jason Todd comes back in a Nightwing movie, and then what they have is a Bat Family type of Justice League movie where they come together um, to fight, you know, Bane or, or, or somebody. Death like in the Family. A Death in the Family, absolutely. I'd love a small Batman universe within this, you know, this Justice League universe. So that got me thinking, how cool would that be? It'd be awesome. Right? A little Batman universe where we have a Batman family team up. For Batman fans, it would for be. For Batman fans, right. For everyone else, it's like, I'm sick of Batman. Yeah, well, yeah. too bad. <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> it's a Batman Plus, world. All I'm these sorry. little characters like Batman, like um, like Nightwing, like uh, Batgirl, mm-hmm. can all branch off into other things. Like exactly. Batgirl with the Birds of Prey, Nightwing yeah. with the Titans. See? So it's not just them. Yeah. And I will say this because I do want to apologize to uh, DC and Warner Brothers. It's starting to seem like it's, it's, the plan it's is starting the to plan form. is starting to form. Yeah. And I think I think they finally got on track. They stopped the talking, <laughs> and they're just they're just laying the groundwork, right? And it's really shaping out to seem like it's going to be something huge and massive and very cool. It's starting to look fine, but to we look fine, we but we know. won't know until everything's here, right? So, um, but Kanan, what were your thoughts on the Justice League official first trailer? Well, it was um, it was the tone of it was a lot. Uh, I don't really want to use the word fun, but it was a lot. Um, it was a lot lighter than the Comic Con one. The Comic Con one, you know, kind of had, you know, kind of. You know, just kind of them intro, introducing it, but you still kind of had that dark, you know, kind of tone a little bit. This one was more uh, kind of lighthearted, you know, with the jokes and, uh, you know, they just seemed to be having fun. So, uh, you know, I, I really loved the trailer. Uh, I didn't think it spoiled anything. I don't think it gave much away. It was kind of, of a perfect teaser. And it's uh, it definitely did what I think a lot of people wanted it to do and show that they have changed the tone. Uh, from BVS to Justice League, and without also spoiling the villain or any hints of Superman. So uh, while some people are extremely pissed off that Superman wasn't shown, um, I think a lot of people are really happy with the trailer. Um, you know, still the only complaint I see people saying is that, you know, it's it still kind of looks dark or whatever. But, I mean, I, I didn't really see that. I mean, I think that's just kind of the color palette that Snyder uses. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this is kind of still um, a dark moment for Earth, you know, because they're battling um, the forces of apocalypse. So, I mean, I just don't really see parademons just coming out in the daylight. You know, they kind of look like uh, they're more suited for darkness. And even in Batman v Superman, you know, there was still kind of that cloud over um, Gotham, you know, when they came out and Batman was fighting them, you know, so – I thought the trailer did what it needed to do, and I, I think it has high hopes. I just think, you know, people are going to look at Snyder and they're going to judge him regardless. So I just hope the movie, um, I hope people go into it and walk out saying, "Wow, this is you know better than we expected." And the people that 
uh, really love it or like, wow, this movie's awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. And listen, people who didn't enjoy BVS are going to hold that over Snyder going into the movie. Um, but it looks phenomenal. Um, I, I really don't have any complaints. I will say this. It did look dark, but that's not a bad thing. They're, they're facing a possible apocalypse. So, you know, yes. it's going to look dark. Um, you know, Marvel. Yeah, you know, Marvel. Marvel was during the day, like the alien attack. Marvel during ever fight the day. at night? No they never that. fight at night, ever. So DC is like, we like fighting at night. It makes more sense, actually. So you know, sometimes, sometimes. Well, somebody, somebody, somebody brought that up to me on Twitter, and I brought that back up to them. That Marvel does have a lot of fights at night. You had Iron Man versus Whiplash. You had Iron Man versus yep. Mandarin or uh, Aldrich Killing. You Iron had Man, Iron Man versus. Uh, Iron Monger. You had um, the opening scenes uh, of Winter Soldier. Yeah. You, you also have you also have bit, Iron Man, yeah. Thor, and Captain America fighting each other in the woods at night. Yeah. And oh well, then yeah. I know there, I know there, I know there had to be I know there had to be more fights at night than just those. I mean there there were more. I mean, but you know. Yeah. No, I I completely understand. And, and to the point you were making about people complaining about not showing Superman. To that, I go, you know he's coming back. Why do you need to see him with the first trailer? This is the first trailer. And I think people got yes. confused. They thought it was the second. So they were like, well, it's the second one, so where the hell is Superman? It's not the second one. This is the first Oh, yeah. Could you imagine the backlash they would have got if they had showed Superman? Absolutely. I mean, all the people that say they wanted to see him, if they would have showed him, they would have been pissed. The same people that say they should have shown him, they would have been pissed. They'd have been like, oh, I can't believe they did that. It's Doomsday all over again. Right, right. See, what doesn't make sense to me is if you saw BVS, you saw it shake, so you know he's coming back. So it doesn't ruin the movie because you already know he's coming no. back. So if you saw him now, it's just like, all right, cool. He looks dope as hell. Can't wait to see you him. You just don't want to see how. You just don't want to see how. But if yes, they flashed yes, him, exactly. if they flashed him like really quickly or just a symbol on his chest, I'd be like, that's super dope as hell. But I don't want you to show in the trailer how he comes back. Nope. Which is the only no, issue no. I would have had. But you showing him, I don't understand what the issue in that would have been. You know he's coming back. Right. So that, to me, just didn't make any sense. But, um, Nick, what were your thoughts of the first official Justice League trailer? Well, first and foremost, uh, I'm with you. I won't issue an apology to Warner Brothers DC, um, but I will thank them for listening uh, because it, it does appear <laughs> like they've They've really listened to, to the fans, and they've really kind of taken taken everything in a very, very good direction. So I will applaud them for that because I do believe it's necessary. Um, as far as the trailer, I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought um, it didn't give away hardly anything in the movie. Um, it, it showed us, it fleshed out these, these characters that we're going to see a little bit more. So we got a little, little more glimpse of them. And then as far as the tone, um, like... And, as far as for me personally, I never really minded the um, the, the tone of BVS, um, but I did think they missed a few opportunities of comedic lev- levity. Um, so let me throw out two movies that I'm hoping that this kind of uh, resembles a little bit um, as far as tone. I'm going to say V for Vendetta and Sin City. Both of those movies are very dark in tone, but they still have these great moments of levity where you, where you can kind of um, – have like a little laugh here or two. Like that's just because you have like a comedic line doesn't mean that the tone has to be like Marvel's tone. It can still have that kind of darker feel um, 
you, you just don't have to, like, say, okay, well, we're not going to do anything that's comedic or try to shoehorn comedic things, you know, into places where they don't necessarily fit, like Martha being like, oh, yeah, the cape. You know, like, I actually laughed at that part, um, but I just thought it was weird that, like, that was the only part that I really remember laughing at in the movie, um, and it was, like, in the most awkward place, you know? Yeah, um, but I loved no, I, I loved it. I I loved the trailer. Thought it was great. Um, I, I my favorite bit by far was the Aquaman part at the end. Like I love that dress like a bat. I dig it. Like yeah. so good. Like and that's that's what I think BVS was missing. It's not the tone. Yeah. It's the script and how you form it around that tone. And I think from everything I've seen so far, it looks like Justice League is on point with it. Yeah, and I mean to to. To piggyback your, you know, uh, what you were saying about the comedy of it, I loved how they've they've been able from this trailer to capture Batman's comedy, to where it's not yeah. him trying to be stark funny, it's just him being serious, but it's funny. It's funny, you know what I'm saying? It's funny serious. Mm-hmm. Like what Gordon's like, you know, what Gordon was saying, it's good to see you with the team again, and then he Aquaman yeah. makes his joke, and then he goes, it might be temporary. Like like that's yeah, so dude, awesome. that perfect. That's, that's, yeah. That's perfect. That's what Batman would say. Batman would be like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I hate these people already. Exactly. I'm regretting this decision. Every exactly. Day. <laughs> and the Aquaman bit was, was uh, extremely funny to me because I thought it was the when Bruce goes, uh, Arthur Curry, here you talk to fish, and then smirks. So then, you know, Aquaman's like, you dressed as a bat. <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> I dig it. It's cool, man. It's all cool. Um, I, I love that, and I think another thing that that, uh, that struck me, I was saying this last week, was Barry's moment with his dad uh, for two reasons. One, we know the reverse flash exists, uh, so we don't have to worry about, you know, um, no, they're going to, they're going to go, the first movie seems like it's going to be, um, what, what do you call him, uh, his villain, what do you call his villain, uh, Flash's villain, the rogue. The first movie is going to be the rogue. I think we'll. I think it'll start with a flash of him as a kid and what happened, and then maybe through dialogue, him visiting his dad, we'll get more of a backstory of everything that happened. But it shouldn't follow um, the shows. But since Jeff Johns is a part of both, it might. It might kind of like mirror it a little bit. But what I was going to say is, what struck to me the most is when Barry in the uh, Comic Con trailer told Bruce, like, you know. I need friends. It seems like he spends all his time trying to get his dad out of prison uh, the right way, because we know he could literally just speed in there and get him out, but he's trying to get him out the right way. So it seems like all of his time is designated to his dad. He's not out, you know, having beers with, with, with the guys or anything like that. He keeps to himself and he's only concerned about his dad at the moment. We don't know what role Iris West plays yet. Um, we do know that he doesn't have a Cisco, a Caitlin, a Joe West. Well, those are all made for the TV. Right. So, so when he said he he wanted friends, that that you know that amplified once you saw him with the moment with his dad, because it seems like that's all he has is his dad. So he kind of is taking in the Justice League more for than being a hero. He's taking it in because he now has friends. Right. Um. So that kind of really stuck out to me uh, a little bit. What were your thoughts, Joel? On the trailer? On the trailer. Well, it was a great trailer. I thought it was, it did what it needed to do. It didn't give us too much. Uh, I wasn't... Um, I mentioned a lot of this last week. Yeah. <laughs> but but um, 
I got a good glimpse at everybody. Mm-hmm. I got to see the levity that they were talking about. I got to see, and it obviously looks like a Zack Snyder movie. I mean, it looks like what <laughs> yeah. it does. It's not like if he can't hide it, that's exactly no. what it looks like. Um, and if you don't like his style, then you might have issues with the movie. But as long as the movie's fun, mm-hmm. people will probably get over. Yeah. And that's all it is. And that's what you saw in this trailer. It looks fun. Yeah. The movie looks fun. As long as the movie's fun and they could stay away from certain plot holes, mm-hmm. we're good. I mean, I don't think anybody will have a problem with it. No. And I do want to speak to yeah. everyone who goes, because um, I did see this a lot, uh, especially on Instagram. Yeah. Everyone who goes, um, and a little bit on our page, who goes, you know, well, Marvel always looks like they have so much fun on set. Those guys are like brothers. Uh-huh. I want to say to that, maybe DC isn't looking to be in your face about that. But these guys, every time they're on carpet or, yeah. or they're speaking of yeah. each other, it sounds like they love the hell out of each have other. You, how many pictures of Ezra and, and Ray and, and are you going to have together? Ezra, Ray, and Jason Momoa, oh, where God. they're all jumping on Jason Momoa. Or you have Jason Momoa kind of getting all weird with, um, with, uh, with Henry Cavill. <laughs> yeah. You know, it just... The only person who seems out of place is it's Ben. Because he's Batman in real life. Like, he just seems like he's, he's not having any of that shit. Like, when you saw them all hugged up, he just kind of had the face of just like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, like, it was the typical Batman response. But I love it. It seems like they all love each always other. Always in character, Ben. Right. Always he's always in character. <laughs> they all seem like they love being a part of this, and they love being with each other. Right. So to the people who are saying that, all I'm saying is you must not be looking. Because there's plenty of photos of these guys almost tongue-kissing each other. That, that's how much they look like they love each other. And I know when Suicide Squad Yeah, and we didn't out, even get to see Gail. Exactly. We didn't even get to see her because she's at home with her newborn. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Even when Suicide Squad came out, remember when Ezra Fisher was kind of laying uh, yeah. on everyone's arm? Yeah. You know, they, they, they love being with each other, and it does seem like a family. But we also have to remember Marvel's been doing this for almost – what, 12 years? So that's why in Infinity War you see them have all happy go lucky. Yeah. It's been what, a decade It's now. the culmination of, of the 10 to 12 years right. that they've spent building this. Right. So, of course, they seem like a family. They've spent they almost every other family. year <laughs> together more than they spent with their family. Exactly. So, all I'm saying is DC is that. It's just not as in your face, but they just started. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. It's fresh. Right. Gerald, your thoughts on the Justice League trailer? Come, come forward, Gerald. Anyway, so we can kind of go on. To, nah, I'm not gonna do anything. Go ahead, go ahead, Gerald. Tell us what you thought, um, man. I think trailer was. I mean, like I said last last time, trailer was messy. It was a good trailer, but it's just like Gerald voted for Donald Trump. I just want to say that. But go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, the White House White. Go ahead, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Such an idiot. Um, no, nah, um, what it said before was, I didn't, we all agreed to disagree that I liked the trailer. And it was just like the cookie reference that we did last yeah. time. Like, the tease. You know, he called it a teaser tease. trailer when it was more of a, it was a trailer. trailer. It was a trailer trailer. But he, he felt it was a teaser trailer. I will say this. Come... Uh-huh. Come mid-July, after they give us the second trailer, Gerald's going to be like, all right, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You can't sit there and be like, yeah, man, we're going to go get some uh, Fall House cookies. So I'm curious, what would you have liked to have seen to get you to that point? 
Honestly, I'm glad they didn't show me <laughs> the, the big daddies like they did. Like the okay. first, that's good. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen nobody first like ever that. BBS trailer. Oh, okay, this shit's dope. But then mm-hmm. the second big one was like, okay, we're gonna reveal. No, no, I keep telling that. people it was the third trailer, the, the Jimmy Kimmel one. third trailer, right? Oh, it was the, the Jimmy Kimmel trailer. one that yeah, you were yeah, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why did you show us everything? Yeah, it was the third trailer. They were like, yeah. version was terrible, but then you, you compliment the Ultimate Edition. Yeah. The Ultimate Edition was the, the 15 minutes that were missing from the theatrical yeah, that version. summed up everything. But you can't say it was terrible if all the Ultimate no, Edition saying, did was add 15 minutes listen, to it. There's a lot of scenes in the, the Ultimate Edition. It was like four. It, it wasn't was, a lot. But those four scenes right. summed up everything. We were like, well, how the fuck did this happen? It definitely it filled in like, some plot holes. But like, I'm not saying it was terrible, but it was just like it was. Yeah, but you could tell okay. they obviously yeah. cut it out. So, of well, yeah, they they, they cut right. They cut his legit um his legit full full movie. They cut it because they, they thought they needed. Ultimate edition is exactly. real cut. Right. This, this is why I think honestly I'm probably gonna get hit in the nuts when I say this. I won't hit you in your nuts. That's honestly. But I honestly say it's Thor Ragnarok at the box office for the simple fact is why are they having Batman or Bruce Wayne smiling well time out time out time out time out time out I want to go both sides on this and and Nick I want you to chime in because you're you're Mr. Box Office also Thor Ragnarok could very well beat the uh, Justice League but that's purely off of the credits of it being a Marvel film right Um, I don't think Thor Ragnarok necessarily will be a better movie but it it might make more. Buddy it might make more. With Thor Hulk. And you're also going to have Doctor Strange in it. A movie with Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Cyborg, Flash, Aquaman, fighting parademons, and Steppenwolf? I've seen yeah. it before. Where? Dude, it goes like this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Justice League can't afford to let Thor Ragnarok make more money than it. It doesn't matter. They cannot afford that. Oh, well, it goes like this, dude. If Justice League is good, there is zero chance that that will happen. Like, if Justice League is actually like a like a like a really solid movie, and like the fans all seem to love it, it's, there's not divisiveness between them. Um, and and really, I don't even think it necessarily matters what the critics think. If the fans all love it, there's no fucking chance that Ragnarok will beat it. This is how. Thor Ragnarok is going to take the month of November, but a simple fact, Justice League comes out the week before Thanksgiving. Talk to them. It's dead in movie theaters the week before Thanksgiving. So let me ask you this. Force Awakens came out, what, a week after Christmas? Um, was, people were still on No, the week before. The week, week before. before Christmas. People it came out the week before. So all I'm saying is Thanksgiving is just one day. Yeah. You know, All I'm saying is you you're I think you're thinking too much about it. That's not gonna be an issue. That's why, not gonna why, be why an would issue. it be an issue? But you have two good ones. Two yeah, great like, ones potentially. Yeah, yeah, but at the end of the day, like there's like a whole week where nobody comes to the movie. I think we can agree the two worst not months November, the two year. worst months 
try to put out movies January. would be January and possibly December. No. December, not anymore. January and August. Well, well, because uh, of Star Wars. I'm honestly, September's terrible. January yeah. and the, the middle of August. I'm sick of all the politics. Middle of August has not been good lately. No. <laughs> no. Like, the reason been. why... Not, I know, I'm um, a middle of August part The reason why... Uh, what was it? Uh, Suicide Squad did great because it came out in the middle... Sorry, the beginning of August, which was still considered summer. Right. Once August 15th, that's basically, okay, we got to get back to school. Yeah, don't. Going back to I see what you're saying, but yeah. what I'm January saying... January is the only reason why... I what, January this year? This year? Um, Triple X? I guess. Triple X is terrible. So is Resident Evil, so is Underworld. Oh, oh Split. 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 No, Split was in January. Yeah, hold on. Before we get anywhere, mm-hmm. you posted it on Facebook. 
Mm-hmm. Then I posted another one right under. I picked full trailer. Right. That's why I posted it that way. And because that's why I told you to delete mine. Cause, oh, you didn't delete mine? I did. I said delete mine. You were like, nah, let's just keep keeping both of them. Spider-Man got a pet spider coming out of the Not a pet spider. Not a pet spider. I think it's a drone. Yep. That's what I'm saying. That's me. Well, he's... Well, Gerald. The Spider-Man we know from the comics doesn't have a suit that was built by Stark. His 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 uh regular suit wasn't built by Stark. Right. But we only saw that in Civil War. Right. That would be crazy if that fucking mini spider turns like a big ass suit. That's what I have. No, that's but I it's a drone. It's a drone. I will say this. Stark put a lot of detail into this. When he puts it on, stuff. you see how fluffy it is, and he taps his That's chest, awesome. and then it it, 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 it sucks onto yeah. his body. Yeah. That, the fact that he has the webs the underneath, web the web wings. He has the, he has the drone light. spider. He has the flashlight. He has the web bomb, Stark, web. he has the web bombs. Yeah, yeah. web bombs. That was awesome. That was awesome. I will say Stark really cared for this kid enough to put everything into this suit. Um, but I, I will say I gave the trailer um an 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 eight and a half out of ten. I, I'm gonna rate the trailer. I'm gonna rate the trailer. What do you mean? How dare I? I give it a nine. Okay, you also <laughs> tried to use uh Suicide Squad winning an Oscar I over BBS. <laughs> right, but I know it was for hair and best sex scene. I'm just saying you no you. Sex that's anyway. Anyway, back to Spider-Man. The only reason why I'm grading it is because um, the trailer I originally saw wasn't this one. Okay. So I feel as though I was coming into this show only seeing I'm a so little. That you just saw the real. I just saw today. the real trailer. They could have um, fit the whole trailer on Instagram. Right. So that was that was my fault. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. I do love. I should have told you. No, it's, it's cool. It's cool. I do love what I saw from uh, Michael Keaton. I'm loving what he's doing with Vulture. Um, I will continuously back what I said. Like Nick, you can a, you can attest to this, Nick. Um, when it was first announced that Vulture was coming out, I said I was for it. I like when you take yeah, a huge cool. actor and then you give him a, uh, a throwaway villain like the Vulture uh, and give him a chance to bring relevancy to that villain. Um, you guys I, notice? Like throughout every Spider-Man movie, you literally see like every Spider-Man villain on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Not every, not every. Like a lot. The only, only ones we didn't see were I think was Mysterio and Hydra. Yeah. And honestly, I don't want to count that because I don't count Rhino. We uh, didn't see. Uh, we saw like five minutes of Rhino. It was Rhino. It was Rhino, but we saw five minutes. Shitty Venom. Electro. Shitty uh, Electro. The only person uh, I honestly think Shitty Green Goblin. Yeah. No, 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 no. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin was legit. It was legit. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Green Goblin from Sam Raimi. I'm talking about his acting of it. And him as the menacing Green Goblin. That was legit. That was legit. I like Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man. I won't argue that. I won't argue that. That was like the best one. The best villain? Oh, from the three. Okay. I, I throw Man. away every villain from that third movie. Sandman every last villain. Every last villain. That's just Tobey Maguire likes Sandman. Right. I'm not taking anything from you liking him. I'm just saying, me personally, so I yeah, throw they, away they, every they villain from that third movie. But doesn't in the comics in the 90s of Sandman become Hydro-Man? No. No, no, no. no. Hydro-Man was in love with Mary Jane, yeah. and that's what kind of went to his accident of becoming Hydro-Man. Okay. Sandman was just... A fucking Sandman. Well, Sandman has been good and bad in the comic book. Right. You might, hey, don't count this out. You might see Sandman in that 
Sony extended universe. You Mark. could, but let's not talk about that because I'm still trying to digest. <laughs> I'm just saying it's possible. <laughs> it is possible. It is possible. But no, I I really enjoyed what um Michael Keaton is bringing to Vulture. I love the look of this suit. It looks menacing, so you don't look at it and go, "Who the fuck is this old guy with this huge yeah, ass I'm nose?" Dating, like, you know what I'm, I'm saying? saying? It looks fully teched out, yeah, and I love the look of it. Absolutely. I honestly think Tinkerer is like the number one baddie in this movie, even though he's fighting both. I see what you're I, saying, I but I keep her to die. No, absolutely not. I think she's going to stick around as like a. I would uh, love to see him be the main villain in I'd Iron like Man that. 4. Like, it continues. Well, you know, you know what I'd like. You know what I'd like. I'd like for um, I'd like to see Hammerhead. I'd like to see a legit Hammerhead. I've never seen Hammerhead. Nick, Nick, aren't you with me, Nick? Wouldn't Hammerhead be dope? Yeah, no, I think so, but I think they're gonna do that on Punisher. See, I don't want them to take that from Spider-Man, especially because we know Spider-Man and Netflix isn't going to ever mix. Yeah, I don't want them yeah, to take but, that. Yeah, but, like, it's the same thing with Kingpin. Like, you know, if you have a, a villain that, like, kind of has at least somewhat equal footing for two different heroes and Spider-Man's already yeah. got this immense rogue gallery, I think yeah. I think that's where you're going to see it. You know what? You know what? I'm fine with them taking Hammerhead if we get Tombstone. Tombstone, right. If we get Tombstone. Use Tombstone. Use Tombstone. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Is that a Kingpin? Yeah. Oh, I also wanted to say, before I pass this to Nick, um... I loved when Stark told him, uh, when, when Peter goes, I'm nothing without this suit. And then Stark goes, well, then you shouldn't have the suit. The reason why that spoke to me so loudly is because in Iron Man 3 is when Stark kind of realized that he had to be more than just the suit. That was point of the, part of the, the whole, whole movie. point of the whole movie. He had to kind of realize he's more than just he really the suit. He wasn't in the suit the, uh, the entirety of the movie like, like we're used to. Right. Well, yeah. no, also, he was battling his mortality. I, yeah. I think he started to realize he's not this hot shot guy that could, you know, nothing could ever happen to me. I'm yeah. Iron Man. He discovered his uh, mechanics. Like, he's, uh, he's an inventor. Right. So he embraced it. Yeah. He saw it. Like, yeah. In Absolutely. In the garage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely in the garage. So I liked how, and it spoke to me so much how he was telling Peter, listen, be better than this. And what flashed in my mind, I even posted this on Facebook, was the mistake he made, um, you know, in Iron Man 3, the mistake he made um, in Avengers, um, the mistake he made in Avengers uh, Age of Ultron, all these mistakes that he was, that he was, you know, building up, that he's saying, listen, I, I know you're seeing it from the outside where I look all cool, I'm Iron Man, trust me, you want to be better, you want to be a better man be than smarter. I ever was, yeah. right, be smarter than Make me, smarter exactly, yeah, yeah. and I like that, because I keep saying, I feel as though he is grooming him because in Infinity War, we might see Chris Evans going, we might see Downey Jr. going, and he wants to properly raise him to be a better superhero than he was. Um, right. So, Nick, what were your thoughts of the second Spider-Man Homecoming trailer? Uh, dude, I loved it. I thought it was really good. I mean, I thought, it, it like just like you said, like uh, Keaton just seems awesome. He is definitely the, the part of the movie that I'm just like most excited about. And though I wasn't like I wasn't quite as outspoken uh, about um, Keaton playing uh, or about about seeing the Vulture rather, but I was right there with you when the whole back and forth was going on between who is Keaton playing? Is he playing the Vulture? Could he be Norman Osborn? I think you and me were like the only two who were like, let's give him a shot, shot at the Vulture because yep. like like let's let's give 
if, if, if we're going that route, like I'd rather see him like take on that role and make it something awesome. Um, so yeah. like, I, I still like, I love that and everything I've seen like from it just re reaffirms like, you know, our, our viewpoint there from several months back. Um, yeah, so, yeah I love that. And uh, yeah, the, the part that struck me the most was definitely the, like, I want you to be better than me part. Um, right. Like, I mean, I think, I think that basically what it all boils down to is, is Spider-Man is the ultimate of, um, you know, the, I don't want to say like uh, Mr. Do-Good, because um, I mean, that's, that's kind of more Captain America as far as like the Boy Scout and everything, but mm-hmm. like, he's, he's, he's got like that kind of personality where he always wants to do like, you know, what's right and everything, but he's also right. got like a little more flexibility than Cap. And as far as like seeing things from a more broader perspective, like in the comics anyway, seeing things from a more broad perspective, so that way he's not always like drawing this line in the sand, you know. Like he's he's um, so he's got like he's like the best of both worlds, and I think Tony sees that in this iteration of Spider-Man and really wants to groom him and try to try to teach him as much as he can so that he can be. Um, the person that Tony knows he he should have been from the beginning, and so right. like yeah, that that hit me with the feels. The the only um the only one thing that I didn't like from the trailer was um the shot where uh, Iron Man shows up to like save the fairy. Like I think that, I I I don't like it's not like I'm gonna like shit talk it or anything, but I think that that could have been saved for the film. Like you could have just had him. With like doing the fairy thing, like trying to hold it together, like we saw at the very end of the first one, uh, the first trailer, and then just cut right away to start having the conversation with him, going to take the suit away, you know that kind of thing. Little, I think it just would have left a little more room um, for the enjoyment, uh, the impact of that scene to have seen it for the first time in theaters. Um, but that's my only gripe about it. If, if you want me to give it a rating, I would say like about a seven point five. I think it delivers on almost everything it needs to deliver on. It got me even more hyped. And I like it quite as much as the first trailer because um, I like the little high school vibe that they did in the first one. Um, but I think it was I think it was a necessary um, – like, I think I like the fact that there's they're two starkly different trailers. And so, like, yeah. that aspect of it, again, I really, really enjoyed the fact that they're not – they're kind of showing us all the different aspects that we're going to see of this Spider-Man, and that's super cool. Yeah, I mean, I definitely see what you're saying about the Iron Man part, but I think what John was trying to squash with this trailer and showing that was to let everyone know that this is possibly within the first act. Um, so Iron Man yeah. is not is not the entirety of the movie. So he was kind of letting everyone know, like, you know, the shots of Iron Man are, are mainly from the beginning. Um, you know, he kind of helps Spider-Man out, and he kind of pretty much puts him on punishment. Um, but that's pretty much the gist of, uh, Iron Man within this film, because um, you know, yeah, and, he, I, and another I think thing, he. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no worries. Uh, I was just gonna say another thing too, like because I think I've you know we've seen on our page and you know in other places like a lot of people like saying what is this Iron Man for and that kind of thing. Obviously, they were gonna like when they got when they got Robert Downey to to do Stark for this movie, they were gonna include that as a part of like the the marketing uh, process because it's something we've never seen before. So obviously, they want to utilize that. But I agree with you, and I think there's a very uh, another part in the trailer that goes to to what you're saying, and that's when 
uh, Peter Parker says, I have to do this myself. Like, right. don't don't rush to judgment just because you've seen, you know, three minutes of a movie and a trailer and say, oh, well, this is going to be Iron Man 4, or, you know, this is, well, why is he in the movie so much? Like, you haven't seen the movie. You don't fucking know. John was very, uh, that's the name of the director, John Watts, was very strategic on what he did uh, with this trailer, making sure he kind of squashed everything. Like, everyone who was saying, oh, it's Iron Man 4, kind of squashed that. It seems like it's the first act. Everyone who says, I'm used to Spider-Man fighting by himself. Peter said in dialogue, I got to handle this myself. He he just kind of was trying to squash everything. um, Because I think this might be one of the final trailers we see. Because it does come out uh, in like three months. Uh, so I think we'll see TV spots, if anything, going forward. Um, yeah, I think I think you're right. I think this will be the last trailer because Civil War only had two. So yeah, so and I keep reminding people, Civil War had two trailers and nothing but TV spots. That's how you market mm-hmm. your movie. That's how you market yep. your movie. Um, but Kanan, what were your thoughts on the Spider-Man trailer? Well, uh, the best part I took away from it was, of course, Michael Keaton, and I want to remind everybody that. In 1989, people slept on Michael Keaton, and they did not want him to play Batman. People do not sleep on Michael Keaton anymore because he's going to nail this role. And I think he might end up being, other than Loki, I think he might end up being the best uh, you know, Marvel villain th- that we've seen so far. I'm hoping that he's not a one-and-done. I'm hoping that... Uh, he definitely sticks around. The only thing that I, I didn't really care for, I guess, about is that his is that they almost are setting up the movies like Stark, even though he's not. But they're setting up the movies kind of like almost like Stark's the villain because everybody's motivation is against Stark. And yeah. in this trailer, it shows that Vulture is he has a beef with Stark. You know, he's talking about. The rich people, they don't care about people like us. And, you know, you even see him with Iron Man's, um, you know, helmet in his uh, in his hand. So I think he's, you know, he's taken a lot of scrap, you know, from, you know, Iron Man. I mean, I think they even brought that up in kind of a behind the scenes of the trailer or whatever is that that's why he's considered the vultures because he goes and picks over scrap. And that's how he builds his uh, flight suit and everything. Um, I do like the mentorship with with Tony and, and and Peter. You can definitely tell that Tony, I think, has had the most character development of anybody in the Marvel Universe. You know, he went from this cocky playboy to this guy that's really, like, you know, turned, you know, he's turned around. You know, he's, like, doing everything he can to protect Earth. Uh, the events from Avengers have definitely uh, still scarred him. You know, Ultron scarred him. You know, Civil War. I mean, look, you know, you never would have thought Tony start playing with the government, but here he is trying to, you know, keep the team in check. So um, the trailer was much darker. I think it showed, you know, quite a bit more than we probably needed to see, but I don't think it spoiled it like a lot of people thought it did. But, yeah, the, um, I mean, people can complain about Tony Stark being in the movie, but let me tell you something. Robert Downey Jr. puts asses in seats, and he probably got this movie another $80, $90 million, maybe $100 million. So, I mean, you know, there's no complaining. People love Iron Man. They love Robert Downey Jr. So, other than that, I mean, I'd probably give the trailer an 8 out of 10. But, yeah, it was it was good. It, it, it's definitely I, – I didn't need this trailer to be hyped. I was already hyped. 
but uh, this sold me on, uh, you know, Michael Keaton, get to see more of his uh, motivation behind why he's doing this. Right, and I mean, everyone who complained about uh, Robert Downey Jr. and it possibly being Iron Man 4, these are all the same people that when it was when it was announced that he was going to be in Spider-Man Homecoming, lost their goddamn mind. So, you know, like, like I said, these are the most flimsy goddamn fan base that I've ever seen. Um, did you go yet, Joel? Nope. Okay. Serve us up what your thoughts were on Homecoming of Spider-Man. All right, so... This, this guy, right, he dresses up like like Spider. I don't know why. No. Uh, now, I, I liked it a lot. I really enjoyed it a lot, a lot. Because Spider-Man is my favorite character. My favorite superhero not named Batman, basically. He's right below it. He is. Spider-Man is right there. Cheating on Batman. Not cheating on nobody. I'm just telling you how it is. Spider-Man yeah. is he's up there. So, I didn't know what to expect from it because we got a pretty good trailer the last time. So, coming into this trailer, I just wanted to see something new. Yeah. And we got a whole bunch of shit. We got extended scenes from the other ones. We got to see a little bit more. We got to see a little bit more from everyone. Yeah. Um. We got some. We got cameos by Captain America in the mm-hmm. that, that uh, PE. I love PE. when he when he that goes really cool. when he go, when uh Ned goes. Do you know him? He goes. I stole a shield. <laughs> and they have him in his like Captain like his Avengers one uh, costume. Yeah. <laughs> so that means that this video has been within the school for since the first Avengers movie. Right. So yeah. since that old crappy suit. Yeah, yes, that we try to forget about. <laughs> um, then they brought up, we, we did see a lot more Iron Man, and considering Iron Man is one of my favorite characters, I'm pretty cool with that. Like, yeah. I'm a, I, like, I like Tony, I like especially in the movie version of it. I love Robert Downey Jr., so I'm not really going to complain. I, I like it, The trailer ended, and I didn't complain that he was in it too much at all. You know, I didn't mind that at all. I've, maybe they gave away too many story points. I'll give you that. Like, the whole, they pretty much kind of said that he takes a suit away from him one more. Yeah, I think that's what they, or maybe that's what they want you to believe. Yeah, because it, it's, it's towards the end of the trailer, you see him a lot, not in costume fighting vulture, not in his uh, mm-hmm. classic costume. He's but we don't know. Homemade. We don't know if that's his first time fighting vulture. That we don't need. We don't know. Well, the first time he fought vulture, technically, was on the ferry. We right. know because vulture is who split. It. But this could be like the, you know, the we middle half of the movie where that's his first time fighting him. And then Stark's like, all right, well, right. if you're going to try to defeat this guy, I can't have you, you know, right. without your everything. Well, right. I'm, I'm just assuming that that, that night fight scene with Vulture, that, uh, to me, it's the final act, but I don't know. I could be wrong. I mean, yeah. if it is, it's perfect. Right. It's perfect if it yeah, is. It, it's possible. Um, we got to see Spider-Man being Spider-Man. We got to see that spider coming out of his chest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, we're thinking it's a drone. It, it has to be. It, the way it flew off, it right. seems like And I, I thought it was an actual spider. Like, when I first saw the teaser, before mm-hmm. the trailer came out, I thought it was an actual spider that jumped off off his chest, and he's just watching I guess he was, like, uh, maybe it like, gave him an idea to, to, to glide or whatever. Right. Then I found out it was actually a technology. It's actually jumped off the chest. Mm-hmm. Oh How God. dope is that, man? It Stark is. really hooked this fucking kid up. Now I'm curious to see what else <laughs> he has on his sleeve. Yeah. Like, yeah. what else does he have in that suit? Now I'm very mm-hmm. curious. And does he tinker with anything, you know? Because ah. he, he created his own web shooting. Yes, you know he did. That, yeah. You know? I mean, I am very interested. And I will say this. Mm. Pepper Potts is in this movie in the end credits. Okay. Um, do you believe this? Are you person? Mm, she is definitely in this movie in the end credit scene. The end credit scene. The end credit scene. Okay. Um, also, 
uh, when I posted the photo of Iron Spider and then said nothing to you guys. Yeah. yeah. Saving it I for, love, t- for I love, tonight. I love it when you do that. I was saving it for tonight. Um, apparently, um, from what I'm hearing, uh, it, it was said that um, they brought in for, you know how they have the post credit scene, then he, uh, you know, the, I guess the end credit scene, then the post credit. I, I, I don't yeah, know. Credit, Mid credit and then end credit. Um, I was hearing that um, they brought in for the Spider-Man suit. On set, they brought in tech. New, new tech? New tech for the, for the Spider-Man suit. Upgrades? Upgrades okay. is, is what I was hearing. Now, this isn't factual. The Pepper Pot is factual. Um, we've already heard multiple reports on it and everything, so it's not like I'm bringing anything new. But the, well, Iron, the new part is saying that it's an end credit scene. That's an end credit scene, right. Uh, Iron Spider is the news that I am bringing. Now, please um, keep, take this all with a grain of salt. The highest amount of salt. <laughs> the highest amount of salt. A lot of sodium. A lot of sodium. Get a lot of sodium built up. But from what I am hearing, uh, we might get a taste of Iron Spider. And honestly, it makes sense. If in in, in Infinity War, we know Spider-Man is going to be Spider-Man? in it, you have to upgrade him. That regular suit is doing nothing to say no. That Iron Spider suit can kind of help out a lot more than this traditional suit. That'd be that crazy. I, I still want to see him in his classic suit a little bit. Well, I mean, they, think about it like this. Suit, they cool. could play it the same way they did Civil War, where Thanos destroys it, and then he has to go back to his regular suit. Because right. remember, it's a two-parter. Okay, yeah. So we could definitely still see that. Maybe or it's, it's the short. Right. Maybe it's underneath that suit. Or he hits a button on that, and it extends into right. the Iron Spider. All I'm saying. That's interesting. We'll see how that plays out. We'll see how it plays out. But that wraps up our talk on Spider-Man Homecoming. On the trailer. On the trailers, that wraps up. I, I guess, did you guys want to kind of touch on really quick the It trailer? Because I did kind of enjoy it. You want to talk It? Oh, you can talk It. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's make it you a guys group decision. Talk you guys want to talk It? Yeah. All right. Sure. You want to talk It? All right. So, It <laughs> dropped um, a few days ago, the trailer for the uh, horror movie It. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. I've never been a fan of clowns. Okay. Um, and this kind of made me <laughs> look very, um, you know, suspiciously on any clowns that I see going forward <laughs> in life. Um, Ronald McDonald is enemy number one for me now. Uh, I can't even see a commercial <laughs> this, this trailer was very well done. Now, I will admit, never saw, never read the book, mm-hmm. never saw the original. Right. This is my first experience of it, and I'm glad it is. Because um, I want to watch this first, then watch the original. Because uh, what I don't want is to watch the original and go, oh, this shit's and then I'm like, I'm not really looking forward to, you know, the actual movie. But I'm glad the actual movie is what I saw first. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. It looks really fucking scary. And I'm not 100% sure, but I think Finn, who um, was on Stranger Things, played uh, Elle's love interest, Eleven's love interest, his, the main his, kid. Uh-huh. It looks like he's in this with glasses. I, I'm not 100% sure, but it looks like it was, it was him. Uh, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but this this Could looks right. like it's gonna give me nightmares for at least three months after I see this shit. Um, Nick, what was your thoughts on the It trailer? I liked it. I mean, it was it's pretty good. Um, my I, I really I actually went back and watched the original It like three nights ago after or two nights ago or something like that after watching the trailer. 
because um, I hadn't seen it in fucking like 15 years or something like that. Um, so I went back and watched it, and man, like it's it's such a good like nine, 90s like uh, like for what it is like a TV movie that they did on like a really low budget and everything. Um, especially like the scenes with the kids are, are terrific. Um, the, the scenes with the adults are not quite as good. They're not quite as well thought out, but I think a lot of that is, is what gets lost in translation, uh, from the book. And from what I've heard, um, the, uh, this film kind of stays a little closer to the book and initial reports are saying that, uh, Stephen King has already seen it and he really likes it. So like, that's a lot of vote of confidence for me as far as how it's going to end up. Now watching the trailer, it had a lot of like perfect little allusions to the original film, um, which I thought was really cool. Um, especially like I loved how they included the, the, um, the little kids sailing the boat down the, um, down the sidewalk in the rain like, um, and kind of intermixed most everything around that. Like, that was perfect. Um, my only fear is that I think it looks a lot like um, your kind of typical uh, high-budget horror movie. Um, and so I, But I don't mind the look. I just hope that the tropes don't come with that look. Because um, my favorite kind of horror movies are the ones that get really down to the nitty-gritty of, like, psychologically how fucked up that situation would be and doesn't rely so much on, you know, jump scares and, and things of that nature or gore. Um, like I don't mind an occasional jump scare. I don't mind gore as long as you're not like solely relying on that. Um, so I just hope that, that that's not the route that they go. But as far as what I saw from the trailer, um, like, I don't think it's giving you anything definitive one way or another there. That's just, I guess, my biggest fear, is I, I really want something of great, great quality. So hopefully they deliver on it. The fact that Stephen King has already uh, uh, reportedly given kind of a vote of confidence for it makes me, like, super, super happy. Um, and so I, I think it's going to be great. And, and by the way, it broke the record for most views in one day. So this movie is going to make serious fucking bank. So like, um, so I just hope they deliver. I hope it's, I hope it's just like a really, really good movie and it's not the kind of horror fodder that the masses love. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I definitely agree with you. I hate that a lot of these horror movies depend solely on jump scares. Um, Cause kind of like if jump scares don't bother you, it, it takes away the effect of, of the horror movie. Cause you're just like, oh, yeah. that shit didn't do anything for me. So you have to you have to bring more to the table than just jump screen. And it's very rare that we get. Yes, it's very rare that we get really, really, really good horror movies in today's time. Because it depends solely on on a lot of jump scares. A lot of these horror mm-hmm. movies. So I completely agree with you. Um, even though jump scares scare the shit out of me. Because I can never time them, um, so that'll definitely scare the hell out of me. God damn, Joel. Um, well, I've had to see you then. What were your thoughts on the hit trailer? I was so scared I couldn't watch. No, I don't know. I mean, it go go way back, like way back when I was a child watching it, and I could not sleep, and not even sleep. Sleeping wasn't even an issue for it. 
it scared me so bad I couldn't even shower. I didn't want to go to the shower because if you watch your <laughs> he comes up the shower drain. Dude, and I'm like, Freddy, Freddy Krueger did that for me, so I feel you, bro. <laughs> no, Freddy, Freddy was the guy that got me my dreams, and it was the one that got me in the shower. So I was fucked. I couldn't go anywhere. I didn't know where to go. <laughs> and the shower was my safe place, you know? So, like, I, not anymore. It fucked me up. But I... This trailer, I didn't know what to expect because I was excited. I'm not gonna lie, because I like the pictures of the new it, the clown. It didn't. Uh, I know some people were uh, were hating on it, um, but I actually enjoyed the new look for it, and um, he looks freaking creepy. So I got to finally see, and they didn't give too much of it. We didn't get too much of the clown. Not at all. He didn't speak at all, really. Yeah. We just got to see, like I saw the old trailer, or I saw glimpses where you could see the scenes from the old. TV series, TV mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And uh, compared it to the trailer, and I'm like, wow, they hit some, they hit the mark on a lot of the, a lot of the points. They, they did a really good job of reimagining it to the modern day. And I'm not sure if the, if the, these kids are gonna take part in like, I guess maybe the 90s. Mm-hmm. It might be the 90s, right? Seems like because it. Because the old it was like the 70s. Yeah. So it seems like it's what 27 years later or something like that. Some shit like that. I don't remember. It looked like a 90s. Episode. Oh, wait. No, because yeah. they said it comes every every 27 years, right? Or 20, yeah, 20 years. Like that. It's 23. Isn't it 23? Oh. I thought it was 20. I, think I thought it, it was 20 something. All, all I'm well, saying is. 30, yeah, I think it was 23. Every 23 years, I think. Yeah, it's 30 in the Maybe movie, I thought, but it may, be, it may be 23 in the book. I don't know. I've never read it, so. Oh, yeah, me neither. I heard the book's good, too. Though. But, like, so. I just watched it, like, two or three nights ago. I think it was 30. I think it was, he comes every 30 wow. years. Every 30 years. Well, these kids have a time. Well, you know what, this is supposed, well, this movie's supposed to be, like, a two-parter, right? It's supposed to be the kids in the first movie, yeah. adults in the second movie, right? All right. Oh, really? Yeah, so we won't oh, even shit. see the adults in this okay, movie, good. probably. So. I mean, I don't know, because the first one kind of went back and forth, right? I forget. Yeah, the first one jumped back and forth, and it did it, like, brilliantly. I mean, they really did it super well, the way they cut that, um, okay. which is super impressive for a 90s TV movie. Yeah, right. I, like I got to watch it. I got to go you back never and watch it. Never seen it. I thought you were going to do Clowns. Oh, fuck. So I, don't, I, don't, I was going to do a spoiler, but if you haven't seen it. No, you can spoil Are it. Are you sure? I am terrified of Clowns, bro, so I probably wouldn't no, even go back to watch it. No, it's not even Clown-related. See, if you watch it... Are you talking about the end? Yeah, the end. <laughs> yeah, the end is it? funny. No, don't ruin it. Don't, don't ruin, ruin it? it? All right, I'm not going to ruin it. Dude, it's not, it. it's really not that, that significant, honestly. It's but not. I really hope they change it. <laughs> oh, then what was it? Yeah, me too. Me too. I hope they do too. Well, wait, wait, wait. No, no. Don't spoil it in case someone listening, That's true. you know, uh, want, wanted right. to go back and see. So, if you guys don't know. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. Something out there. But, go ahead, um, Kanan, you thought, uh, Kanan, did you go, I'm sorry, my mind's everywhere. Kanan, did you go? Yeah, no, I haven't gone yet. But, uh, as okay, far as the trailer it. goes, uh, as far as the trailer goes, uh, honestly, when I heard it was getting remade, I really had, like, no, I, did, I didn't care about seeing it at all. I was like, I don't care about this. I've already, I saw the, uh, the original, and really the best thing about the original was Tim Curry. Other than that, to me, yeah. it's overrated trash. Clowns don't scare me But uh, it's by far The worst Stephen King movie Probably ever made in my opinion Have you ever seen A cat's eye? (laughs) No I've not seen A cat's eye so that's probably why I can't say that But uh, no um, 
But no, this trailer, I watched it at work, and when the little boy is floating the thing down and he's trying to look for it in the thing, I'm not lying. I looked away, and then I missed it, and I had to go back and look. But, I mean, this trailer sold me. I really want to see this now. And so I'm hyped. I think it's it does it it definitely has that it does have that jump scare vibe. But this is just only the teaser. I mean, once we get into it, I mean, you'll see his personality come out like we did, and that's what I love about the that's the only thing I love about the original was Tim Curry. If Tim Curry was not in that movie, like I said, it's gutter trash. But uh, wow. so I'm hoping I'm hoping Skarsgård uh, can embody that personality like Tim Curry did because Tim Curry made the clown so evil but yet at the same time you know you could you could see where he was like just manipulative and oh but I'm hoping they can embody that because like you said we haven't even heard him speak yet so I'm hoping they don't rely like you said on a lot of jump scares I hope it is more psychological where you know we see him kind of manipulating and you know oh I'm your friend and then I'm gonna you know eat you but yeah, the the trailer the trailer sold me. Good trailer, very good trailer. Wow, it was good to yeah. it was good to hear you call it trash, Kanan. Um, no, but uh, <laughs> the original, I, uh, the ori- Tim Curry makes I'll, that movie. I'm sorry, if, so. Kanan. No, you got no argument. You got no argument here. I mean, that that movie definitely would not have the the gravitas that it that it has with me if it didn't have Tim Curry. I just think for for what. For what it was and the time it came out and the budget that it had and all the things that were – and the fact that it's a two-part TV miniseries, like, I think it's really good for all of those things considered. Exactly. Well, as far as Caden's concerned, it's gutter trash. Yeah. <laughs> the original It is gutter trash. The original It. The original It, not the, not the new trailer. But, um, no, I not the new trailer, no. Yeah, no, not the new trailer. I want to get into fanboyism right before we get into uh, Nick's favorite segment, which is Legion. Um, yeah. I want to I want to break down fanboyism. Now, I, guys, I only want to spend about maybe ten minutes on this. But if we're fanboys, we got to take it at least to a half hour. We have to drag it into um, next week. You cannot be a fanboy and have ten minutes. It has to go into next week. We have to be in our 90s still talking about this topic. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, but I want to get into fanboyism because we see too much of it, especially on our page. And I, I need to I need to make sure we, we dig deep into this. Uh. Fanboyism, the reason why it bothers us so much is because you have fanboys who are DC. You have fanboys who are Marvel. And then you have fanboys who are just movie fans. Um, and what seems to be, right, <laughs> what seems to be an issue is that these fanboys don't understand that you can kind of mingle. Like, this isn't gang war, you know? <laughs> like, they treat it as if it is, but it's not gang war at all, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, like, Marvel has to throw their set, DC has to throw their set. Like, no, it's not that at all. Um, you can be a DC fan who... Might not like a Marvel movie, but mm-hmm. just because to you it wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Not because DC to you is more superior right. and Marvel's garbage, or as Kanan said, what did Kanan say? Uh, gutter trash. I'm going to use that from now on. I just tell people that they're gutter trash. I'm going to use that from now on. Thank you, Kanan. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no. You know, you can be a Marvel fanatic, 
who doesn't like a DC movie because it's just not good. Right. So all I'm saying vice is versa. vice versa. So all I'm saying is the fanboyism to me is a disease within the superhero community. It is. It's, it, it, it's like, it, it is. And you know what it is? It's very toxic. Yeah. Because once it starts, it just becomes this wildfire um, that, you know, kind of spins out of control. And we see it a lot on our page where guys go, um, you know, uh, <laughs> oh well, where guys will go, Suicide Squad was a perfect movie. And then, you know, a Marvel fan might be like, no, nah, it really wasn't. And then they'll be like, well, well what do you like? And they'll be like, you know, I, I liked Winter Soldier or Guardians. Oh, Guardians was garbage. Suicide Squad was way better. Whoa, guy, hold on, hold on. Hold on, your fanboyism is starting to come out a little bit. Let's, let's, right, your bias is showing. Let's take a couple steps back. The guy who said he didn't like Suicide Squad just didn't like it. Had right. nothing to do with his ties to Marvel. Right. Um, I, and Nick, you, 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 you can attest to this. When me and Dane first started to, to really get into to, to this show and everything of it, everyone kept assuming me and Dane Haters. worked for Marvel. No, that we worked for Marvel because of what we were saying about DC. Sure. Everyone kept going, well, you're in Marvel's yeah. pocket. It was just like, uh, well, we'd like to know when that, you know, Why do you think due. they brought us in? Just saying. Right? Oh, no. We... <laughs> Why do you think we went out and got Kanan and Joel? They're the DC side. No. But, um, <laughs> but it, it got really out of hand because people just, you know, because we, you know, may have dogged BVS. People just were like, oh, you're just a Marvel purist. That's why. You you don't know what, what, what DC is. And I had to remind people – my only favorite superhero is Batman. My only favorite. So I don't want to hear that shit of, oh, you're just with Marvel. What? I was DC through and through until these Marvel, this Marvel universe was created. So I don't want to hear any of that. A lot of people were, though. A lot of people were. Probably so. Um, All those people defend the Marvel probably didn't start until the movie came out. Right. So, Kanan. Kanan, I want to ask you and Joel first. Because you two are very heavily DC inspired, which nothing's wrong with that at all. You two both do have uh, have love for Marvel, so I, I do want to say that. Oh, yeah. I don't want to make it seem like I'm like, all right, let me give it to our resident DC lovers. No, yeah. you guys are are, are lovers, That's right? The right, you guys <laughs> are lovers of both Marvel and DC, but DC shines more in you guys' eyes. I see the glimmer. Um, so, Kanan, I want to start with you. What is your take on the uh, the term fanboyism, and what issues do you have with it? I I think my issue with it is that you have you have diehard DC fans, and you can have diehard Marvel fans. Where I think the problem lies is the piggybackers who see a Marvel fan. Uh, or, you know, you see someone that, like, DC's down or, you know, they're having a bad moment. And then you have these people come in and they, like, jump on Marvel's bandwagon. So they go and they start all this stuff to trigger DC fanboys. You know, and vice versa. You have Marvel come out with a movie that, that you know, maybe somebody that in DC doesn't think is that well. And then you have that person go and they trigger the Marvel fans. And now they're, like, a war. And... You know, you can have an argument for both sides. You know, I will agree that Marvel has had a longer time uh, with their extended universe to to plan, and I feel that, you know, DC has made a lot of good movies, you know, but I think Man of Steel is one of 
the best Superman movies ever made. I think it's one of the best comic book movies ever made. I think it's better than Batman v Superman. As a Superman fan, though, and being a DC fan, I, I have always, ever since I was a kid, I've always had to defend Superman because people say he's a boring character. You know, It's because you just don't take the time to understand it. Everybody wants to jump on Batman's bandwagon. But you know, it's just gotten to the point to where – and people last year were saying, oh, there's no agenda. There's no agenda. I'm sorry. Look at all the articles that come out about DC. When the last Wonder Woman trailer came out, there were articles about her armpit. When have you ever seen an article written about a Marvel character's armpits? Never. Go look right now. Don't worry. I'll wait. Go look. Tell me no, I actually – I, I actually shared that article because I thought it was hilarious. But I will say this: yeah. I mean, that's that's not so much to me Marvel versus DC. That's uh, that's a cult, cultural appropriation. And I'm actually writing an article about that that I'm going to release next week. But I mean, that's a that is a that, I think that's a kind of a, a, a different issue. That's not Marvel fans yeah. writing that. That is no, 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 no. I agree, but where, but it is, but it triggers, it incites. The Marvel fans to come out and say, "Oh yeah, look, it's you know, it's just it fuels, it pisses DC fans off to see it." Then you have the Marvel fans who go and comment under that, like, "Oh yeah, it's it's terrible, it's so stupid." Look, you know, they blurred out because she's got hairy armpits or whatever. It's that's what I'm saying. Like, I know Marvel fans. Y'all are Marvel fans. You have issues with DC. That's fine, but you do it in a very mature manner. I get on Twitter. And I po okay, I posted that as a rumor about the runtime for DC. I did not say it was a fact. I said possible. And you should see all the replies I got, people hating on it. Oh, three hours. I hope there's an intermission. People uh the Harry Potter's movies were almost three hours. When did anybody ever complain about an intermission? The Lord of the Rings were almost three and a half hours. When did anybody ever complain about an intermission? But you have people coming out and doing and saying that stuff, and DC fans say it, and then it's like, oh, you know, it just starts that war. There does not need to be a war. The only people that are fighting against each other are the fans. Henry Cavill has spoke out about Marvel in a positive light. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. Kevin Feige and Joss Whedon came out, and they've said they want Justice League to do good. It's better for business. I don't understand these fanboys that go on here and want to just piss the other people off. And yes, if, if I see a Marvel fan come out and do that, I'm I mean I'm a guilty of that. I will you know throw stuff back at them because you know why? I don't go and trash Marvel. I love Marvel. I mean I watch I've watched every Marvel movie there is. I support Marvel. But if you're going to come out and you're going to trash DC at the expense of a Marvel movie, then yes, I'm going to come back and say something. So. I mean, it's it's really gotten out of hand, and I I know based on what y'all posted on Facebook, like y'all deal with it every day, just like I do. So, so much <laughs> more than you can imagine. Um, but no, as far as, as far as you were saying, of um, yeah, I mean, it, it does come from the fan base. I mean, anytime you you see Henry Cavill and Chris Evans at the same place. They, they seem like they're either related or they're in love with each other. So there's definitely nothing going on between um, DC and Marvel as far as their actors. I mean, outside of Ezra Miller going, uh, I can't sign that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Like, you know why I can't sign that, right? But, I mean, even in that, it was playful, well-respected, and he, he was just trying to say, like, listen, I, do you have anything else I can sign? 
You know, like, he didn't go, oh, you're a Marvel fan, get the hell out of my face. No, he was just like, listen, I'm DC, okay? Like, I can't, I don't want to sign You have to understand. You have to understand. Give me something else. Give me your arm. I'll sign that. I can't sign the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Yeah. Um, But, I mean. I mean, could you have imagined the headlines if he designed that, though? Mar- yeah, uh, DC. No, absolutely. The, uh, Ezra Miller hates DC so bad he signed Marvel uh, memorabilia. I mean, exactly. I mean, the, yeah. The journalists absolutely. nowadays are fueling this even more. They are pushing this anti-DC agenda, which I do not understand why. I do not know why people would want DC to fail, and I feel like a lot of people want to see them fail. Let me say this, Kanan. Uh, before you know, we move this along to go to to next uh, next topic. I will say this: they're not. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, we got a lot of time. I, I thought it was a, a lot further on. I'm sorry. Um, but I will say this. They're not fueling a hate DC uh, uh, you know, agenda. It's literally because for the longest, it seemed like not even DC themselves knew what they were doing within their own universe. And it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, a lot of these reporters wanted to do well. They just have a job to do, and, and it seems like DC didn't know what they were doing, so their job is to get something that's click-worthy, you know, uh, for us to create debates about. So I, I never I never knock that, um, you know, because we're from a, a standpoint of um, media. So our job is to be controversial. Our job is to do things that make people go, did you just hear what Geek Vibe said about Marvel, about DC? You know, so... I understand that it's not necessarily a um, an agenda. It's mainly because it did seem like from between BVS's release and Suicide Squad, like there was no clear picture of what was what was happening going forward. Um, so I will say that I don't think there's any agenda within the media to knock DC. Um, I think we pay too much attention to critics. Um, I'll say this again. Critics destroyed Punisher Warzone. That is in my top ten greatest superhero movies ever made. So I don't ever let that fully influence um, my decision or my thoughts on not only a franchise, but a movie itself. So I will say I don't think the media is against DC. It's just DC wasn't doing itself any favors between BVS's release and Suicide Squad. They've gotten a lot better now. Uh, as we were talking about with the Justice League trailer, it's Inside, a lot better. Now. Everything is healed. Exactly. The problem so, with these people, a lot of most of the time, mm-hmm. is that it's fun. They make fun of it, and right. that's where that's what rubs DC fans wrong. Right. Is you you're, you're having fun at the expense, at the expense of, of their DC. feelings. Right. Yeah. Because they they love these characters. I know because I didn't. It, BBS wasn't the best movie, but right. I, I did enjoy it. And then it was just a joke. Yeah, it was a joke to everyone. Yeah, and they made and everything was just this, this, this. The Marvel ben movie. Affleck and Henry Cavill it was meme just was a Ben joke. Affleck seeming sad. Right, it just and it, it hurt just, us yeah. that the movie was some for some of us that that are fans that didn't like BBS. I enjoy again, I enjoyed it, but mm-hmm. there are people that didn't, and they are fans. Right, some of them just are upset at the idea of this happening. Right, so if you're gonna make fun of it, it's like. You cannot like it. You don't have to like it. Right. You don't have to fucking bag on it every every yeah, ten seconds. And that's the problem most DC fans have is people like talking shit right. because the movie was bad. And then they're like, oh, this movie's going to suck too because the last one's Right. I mean, and that's why it upsets me with guys like John Campion. But like I said, 
he has a job to do. Okay, but it upsets me. He no, no, no. Likes he likes I, I don't mean bagging them. I mean as far as like Ben Affleck's gonna be out. Yeah, 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 Everything's yeah. gonna go wrong. Like, dude, you gotta calm down because all that does right. All that does is make people who uh, feel the fire, baby. right? Who feel who fully listen to what you say yeah. completely flip out, and that's unnecessary. And then that's what causes. All this mass hysteria and that's unnecessary. With those clickbait articles. They yeah. Out. Like, oh, hear what they're talking about. He has a point, and it's talking right. shit. Right. Instead of being positive, so it's not negative. Right. So what we're just trying to express is, listen, fanboyism has to stop. If you love Marvel, love Marvel. Yeah. If you love DC, love DC. There is no need that if you love DC and don't really like Marvel, there's no need to attack it. Because you want yours to, to reign supreme. Right. They need each other. Right. If Marvel tomorrow fell off the map, it completely destroys DC. Right. It could it destroys the superhero universe. Uh, vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So you don't ever want one to do bad for the success of the other. That that won't happen. No. Especially with all these directors out here, like superheroes are gonna fade. That's that's gonna become a that's gonna become a fad, you know. So you don't want DC to do bad because then it's fueling what they're saying. And in in ten years or twenty years, yeah. that might be a result. Every time there's a bad superhero movie, there, there's always one critic saying, "Is it over?" Exactly. Like, exactly. Oh, Will on. it yep. start to crumble? <laughs> so you don't ever Absolutely. want DC to do bad or Marvel to do bad. You need them both to do well. Yeah. That's why yep. us as DC fans are so hard on DC because we need you to do well. Yeah. Do better. But all I say to those people that you want them to do well, you don't always got to make a joke out of it. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. you can be critical without being an asshole. And, <laughs> and honestly, that's, that's yes. as, as, cut and clear, as, as cut and clear as you could possibly be about it. You don't have to be a douche about it, man. Because yeah. like I said, Marvel does, not financially, but Marvel does have some movies that aren't that good. You know what I'm saying? So all these Marvel purists are like, ha, suck it, DC. No, you suck it, Marvel. You do have some bad movies, yeah. you know, you know, uh, under under your belt. So, you know, all we're saying is, listen, love each other. There's no need for the for the for the fight, mainly because most of Marvel is based off some of DC designs. Some DC designs are based off Marvel. It's a lot of that. Exactly. Yeah. So everything you're praising, you don't even know is is dependent on the other. You know, any anyone who's like, oh, F Deadpool, but I love Slade, well, <laughs> well let's man. sit down and have a conversation. <laughs> let's have a conversation about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Forget yeah. Iron Man. You know, I love Batman. Well, let's have a little conversation <laughs> on how similar they are. <laughs> you know, so it is a lot. So it's like, guys, listen, Marvel and DC are sitting back laughing at, you know, guys that are trying to start a, a brand war. Uh of, of such, they're just sitting back laughing because they're like, guys, listen, we love each other. Why the hell do you hate each other? We love each other. Wow. You know, well, a lot of these guys are fanboys in general, they're right? Comic book fans, not DC or Marvel fans. They just happen right. to work for one, and not the exactly. other. Exactly, right. So, yeah. I, well, go ahead, Nick. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, that's kind of the boat I fall under. Like, I I gravitate a little bit more towards Marvel. But, like, only, uh, really only recently, like, really only because of maybe, like, the last five years, because I think they've done a lot to impress me, whereas um, I haven't been as impressed with, you know, the quality of DC's films. But I'm a film guy. Like, uh, I, like, my five, uh, or my top ten favorite comic book movies, uh, five of them are Marvel, 
Uh, two are Fox, three are the MCU, uh, four of them are DC, and one is Dark Horse. So, like, um, mm. I don't really consider myself either, um, like, ultimately either, like, when, when you just, like, really break it down. And you also have to take into account that they're, they're really, like – uh, like DC's characters are meant to be uh, the characters that you really like, um, that you like look up to and idolize. And the Marvel characters are supposed to be like a little more relatable. Um, right. Like you know, you got the DC's kind of more the godly type figures, and the Marvel is the more everyday man. So I mean, they both have something to offer. Um, and yeah, I agree with you guys. Like um, you, you don't like y- y'all know me. I I've got a lot of problems with BVS, got a lot of problems with Suicide Squad. I think Man of Steel is a pretty good movie. Um, but, like, yeah, you don't you don't have to be such a dickhead about it. You know, you can just be like, this is why I don't like the movie. And you know what? For, for argument's sake, you, you Joel, Juwan, you, you guys both know I had a lot of problems with Iron Fist. And, you know, I mean, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to, like, be like, well, fuck Marvel because they made the, you know, like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah, the DC Extended Universe may not be my favorite, but I can't I can't discount that they that Fox and DC have made Road to Perdition, V for Vendetta, the Dark Knight Trilogy, Watchmen. Like, there's just so many good quality movies that they've made. Like, Constantine, Absolutely. y'all know I love that movie. Like, there, there's just, oh. you know... We, you you gotta you gotta put everything into perspective, and you can't just focus on one period of time and be like, "Well, DC sucks because their last two movies haven't been that good." Well, you know what? Like, you know, Marvel Marvel did have a time in there too, not too long ago, where you know they made Iron Man two and then Thor, and and yeah. before that. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, just slow your roll, like it, like. I mean, and one more thing, one more thing, just real quick, also. Um, I, I see this a lot, like, people, I see both, uh, both people saying, um, like, trying to use, like, the, the DC Rotten Tomato scores against it, and, of course, every action has an equal and opposite overreaction in our culture, and so you end up getting, uh, DC fans who, you know, feel defensive about that, and then they try to say, well, more people would like the movie if it wasn't for Rotten Tomatoes. Like, people go into it with a bias and blah, blah, blah. Well, I would argue that you probably have more of a bias to like the movie, whether it is a good or bad movie, because yeah. you like DC so much. Because so, so like, let's just right. let's just put everything into perspective. No, a Rotten Tomato score doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad movie. Um, I and, I, and I think people use that too much to try and shit talk mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah. But I also think that people try to pan it in, in defense of something that they love. And, and, you know, just because you like or love something doesn't mean that everybody else has to. And when people say something is good or bad, usually what they mean is objectively, as objectively as possible, like more people didn't like it than liked it, thus it's bad. It's not necessarily true because film is subjective, but nevertheless, like the Rotten Tomatoes argument gets on my nerves to no end. Yeah, I mean, go ahead, Cannon. I was just going to say, I wanted to kind of piggyback what he was saying real quick before we move on, because that is exactly what happened with Iron Fist. Iron Fist got panned by critics, and DC fans were like, oh my goodness, let's see how the Marvel fans react. And you know how they reacted? Fuck critics. They do not know what they're talking about. And they went out, and whether they liked Iron Fist or they hated Iron Fist, most of the Marvel fans were like, this 
show was awesome. Critics don't know what they're talking about. So it's it you know it turned and that could happen at any time. Marvel fans and DC fans they both want their movies to do good. It's just that Marvel fans use oh well look at our movies are better because the Rotten Tomato score is better. But as soon as Iron Fist got panned, now it's screw Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, oh, screw yeah. critics, oh, and that's yes, exactly, <laughs> and that's what DC fans have been doing the whole time. They're like, like you know, that. critics, you know, fuck Rotten Tomatoes, screw critics, you know, they don't know what they're talking about, and they're going to support the movie. So, yes, Rotten Tomatoes at one time nobody cared about. Now it's all people right. care about, and I think people need to really stop putting a lot of emphasis on Rotten Tomatoes because the Rotten Tomatoes score is not that the movie is terrible. It just means that. Um, you know, if you get a 50, that means half the critics loved it, half the critics didn't. That doesn't mean that it's a terrible movie. And then people see that score, and now what they're thinking is, oh, that's a bad movie. And people are coming out and saying that a lot of people don't understand that, and it's hurting movies because people look at that score and they won't go watch it. So I think if you really want a clear consensus of how good a movie is, then maybe you look at Metacritic. Or maybe just get your ass up off the couch and go watch the damn movie and make up your own mind about it instead of relying on a rotten tomato or a fresh tomato. Because I've seen a lot of fresh tomato movies that sucked ass and were gutter trash. So, <laughs> is that word again? Well, again, I mean, I, yes. I, I, I don't necessarily like completely disagree with you, but I think it gets, I think it, it, it becomes a bigger deal than it actually is. Like, I don't think that many people are not going to see movie like that many people who are are fans of the genre they're not going to not go see it because it got a bad score on Rotten Tomatoes no but the general you might get like some of the casual fans who do that um and you and I'm sure and like I said like you'll get the Marvel fanboys who who like use that to talk shit about uh about a DC movie um but I don't I don't I don't see it as much I don't see it really as that big of a problem like they're there to give you an aggregate score on whether critics liked it or disliked it. Like, that's it. Like, and so use that for what it's worth. And also know your genres, know what, know what kind of genres you like, uh, because chances are, if you love superhero stuff, uh, you're going to, you're not going to be as critical of it as most critics are because they don't love superhero stuff. They're just looking at it from the, from the, 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 the uh, lens of how the movie is not, all of the different things that you may take into account that they wouldn't see because they don't know the source material. I mean, and, no, I and the general I, audience looks at Rotten Tomatoes more than the fans do. So the general audience looks at that and they're like, oh, it's terrible. Because now uh, in commercials, you have people saying 98% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. And casual moviegoers say, oh, look, this movie's got a good rate. Maybe we should check it out. Fans are going to go watch the movie regardless. But the general audience sees that, and now they're like, oh, this movie's terrible. Let's not even go give it a shot. So that's where it hurts the movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. But I, what I'm saying is a general audience goer is probably going to agree with that. Like, not, not agree with that because they see it and then they just grow, grab hold of that and they're like, well, I'm, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to allow myself to like this movie because it has a bad score. I don't think that happens. I don't know anybody who does that. Um, I think general audience goers who don't have the mythos and don't necessarily love this genre like we do, they're going, their bar is going to be higher. So it's going to have to achieve something better where our standards may be like a little bit lower and we may be able to enjoy something that they wouldn't be able to enjoy. All right, 
Well, no, I, I definitely under, I definitely understand you guys. I mean, me and me and Dane have stressed so many times that Rotten Tomatoes is, is doing a job. You do not have to agree with the job that they are doing, but they are doing their job. Um, you just, it's just a matter of you not taking it as seriously as you know you have been taking it. Like, oh, Rotten Tomatoes says Justice League is going to be horrible. That does not mean when you walk out of that movie theater, you're your response is going to be, man, that was horrible. You could walk out saying, man, I love the shit out of that movie. They just, exactly. I don't know who, but (laughs) I don't know who, but somebody probably did. Um, I I guess the cast family members, but no, Rotten Tomatoes, right? Rotten Tomatoes is there to do a job. We should not criticize them for doing their job. Um, If they didn't like it, that's them. You know, if if the building of, of reviews kind of formulated to people who did not like it that's just them you go out you enjoy but um nick i will let you head um i will let you lead i'm sorry the next topic i will let you get into legion oh man all right been waiting all all episodes for this like dude this show is the best television show that i have started in probably four or five years um, I go back to Game of Thrones. When I started Game of Thrones about four or five years ago, I was like, dude, this is the best fucking thing on television. Well, okay. now this is my favorite new fucking show. Like, the, the, the best way that I can describe it is it's like if Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas met a comic book movie with, like, a dash of, um, of like, Sid Barrett's brainchild from Pink Floyd splashed in the mix. Like, it's so psychedelic. It's so far out there. It's so far beyond any, like, comic book movie or or comic book property that we have ever seen. And it's so well put together. Like, it's a thinking man's show, so you can't go into it. It's not your typical... uh, Like, you, you really have to piece things together as you go, and you have to stay focused on what's going on. But if you're if you're willing to to buy the ticket and take the ride, um, to quote Hunter S. Thompson, um, then I think you'll really enjoy it. I mean, I just it, it's it's such a mind fuck. It's it's just one of those shows that y- you see once every like ten years. It's just you know you know what it kind of reminds me of. I don't know if you guys are fans of it. Um, I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of it, but it kind of reminds me of something like Twin Peaks. Did y'all, y'all know what Twin Peaks is? Yeah, I've, uh, I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Da- David Lynch, like, uh, he did, like, Blue Velvet, and he did Wild at Heart, and he's done a, a lot of uh, Elephant Man, a lot of, like, really far, crazy, out there, like, movies. Um, right. Mulholland Drive he did. Um, and it kind of reminds me of he did a show called Twin Peaks back in the 90s, back in the early 90s. And it's very Double much kind of reminiscent of that. Like, it's it's just, it's such a mindfuck. It's so crazy. Um, and it just like, man, it's just it's just perfect. I felt like every single beat that they could hit throughout the show was perfect. The way that they shot it was amazing. The color palette was brilliant. The way that they used colors to represent the imagery and to represent what was going on, particularly like if you watch the show closely, like you you kind of pick up on red is is um, kind of like the more demonic side of of what's going on, whereas the blue when they use more of a blue lighting, like it's more of um, angelic and like the the good um, to the bad, 
uh, and they intermix it so well. Like you'll see like scenes in there where, you know, they'll have this red tint and then it'll be intercut with this blue tint because of what's going on on screen. And there's, there's this kind of constant battle between good and evil. Um, and then just like some of the ways that they, they shot stuff, like, you know, they have a, a scene. I know, I think you mentioned this, Joel, that you really like this was the, the scene, uh, I think it was episode seven where they shot, like they shot it in the form of like a silent movie. Yeah. And dude, it was just so cool. Like the, like the creativity that comes behind that and to like implement so many different styles and so many different um, like eras of film and genres. It's, it's one of those things that I really feel like is timeless. Um, and, and just like going down to that, like, you have aspects from 20s movies. The the feel of the show, the the um, the way that it's it's looks is very like 60s esque. But then you know that yeah. you know there's themes where they talk about emails and stuff like that. So it it doesn't really have a specific place and time, which I think like allows it to be as far out there and as creative as possible. And man, I'm just in love with it. I thought it was fucking awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, man, I, I just finished it because I, I was helping my mom move. Um, so I just finished it like a day or two ago. Um, wow. That show. Yeah. Can I just say, I'm trying to think of the, the girl's name, and, and it's slipping me. Um, who plays, I'll read uh, Can I just say, can, can we just, I wish I had it on. I'm going to work on getting it on our soundboard. She needs a round of applause. She's awesome, She's fucking Fuck yeah, phenomenal, she man. She's just fucking phenomenal. She did. Yeah. Just that last episode. She creepy that very stuff. last episode. She's very creepy. Oh, dude. Very creepy. It was so perfect. Like, even even though it didn't, like, confirm my theory, like, uh, I, I just thought it was such a perfect way to, like, tie everything together and set everything up for season two. Like, and, like, the really cool thing about it is the, her role was written for a male. Like, it was written for a man to play. And so she tried out for the role, and then uh, uh, David Howley loved her so much that he was like, all right, let me, let me go back and, like, retweak it and rewrite it for you. And she was like, no, I don't want you to rewrite it for me. Keep all the dialogue exactly as it is. I want it, I want it to be exactly what you envisioned. I just want to test my chops as an actor. And she even was quoted as saying she tried to, like, channel her, her inner David Bowie to, like, play the role. And I was and just you like, can, you can so fucking it. awesome. You can see, and you kind of get a nod to that where he's not sure if it's Lenny or Benny that was in his head. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it was the toss up. He wasn't because sure. Benny was a real guy. Benny was a real guy, and Lenny was the was the imagination, right. uh, or, or the the sickness that that it became, that it manifested that in. Him, that was one of that was the thing he chose to show him. Mm-hmm. You know what I love most about this season, and it went over a lot of people's heads, and yeah. I don't understand how. Huh. Remember when he was talking to himself where he was mentally in that, that casket? Yeah. And he, himself, you know, uh, his, he was telling himself, write everything down on the board. Right. Do you remember when he drew his actual father? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I loved it. I loved every fucking second of it. I was like, that's yeah. Xavier. That's Xavier. He sure did. Yeah, and not Xavier. to mention the little... Yeah, and then the little sketch of um, Al Farouk was like was like almost it was like if somebody were to like draw in chalk the character from the comic book, like it was yeah. oh it was so perfect. It, it was it was just really awesome. And then for some 
Because some people might have went, well, I didn't know it was, it was Xavier. Well, when you saw him do kind of like the mental fight with the guy, that should have just answered everything away. for him. That reminded me of the cartoon. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I remember that. So what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping, and the way it ended where the Shadow King pretty much jumped out, and he's out of David, and he's now within um, the girl. Was it the girl? Uh, the Jermaine. Jermaine, yeah. Jermaine Clement. Yep. Because he, he jumped out yeah. of David. He's yeah. not in David anymore. No. So what in, I'd love to see... Other guy. What I'd love to see the is the Shadow King, uh, if it was possible, because like I said, I'll, I'll admit now, I knew nothing about Legion, nothing about the Shadow King, I, any you of know that. know nothing about Shadow King? Nothing. I'd love to see Lenny um, become an actual person that haunts David. Because now that the Shadow King's not inside of David... Like it's it's gonna be a stretch for you to convince me that the Shadow King could get back inside of David. Well, unless David, I think he'll uh, be an invited. external force now. Right, but that's what I'm saying. I want Lenny to kind of be like a physical being rather than just in his mental. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I don't know anything about the character, so I don't know what Shadow King can Shadow do. Shadow King, and the only reason he looked like Lenny in David's head is because it's the psionic. Projection. Got you. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Well, then, damn. Then keep Lenny <laughs> inside David's head then. He could be in Aubrey Plaza. Needs, that's true, but I like the relationship that, that Aubrey yeah. Plaza and, and uh, David's character had between each other. Right. And unless you're telling me uh, David's going to go into other people's minds to fight the Shadow King out, if that's what he's going to do, then I'm fine. Well, and there's that, no that, doubt that the Shadow King and him will have psionic. Right. You know, I, have then, a I love just it. Just like Xavier and... Yeah. And um, Shadow King. Did. And let me say this to everyone who goes, "Oh, you hear Patrick Stewart say he'd be down to to be on Legion." I don't want it to happen for at least three seasons. Three seasons. Three seasons. Patrick Stewart's here's, old. Here's why I say. He it. Here's why I say it. Yeah, he might be dead, man. <laughs> listen, listen to why I say it. Legion made a strong case for being its own entity before anyone yeah. who wasn't a comic book fan knew that it had anything to do with Xavier mm-hmm. or the X-Men or anything like that. So I want this show to continue to be its own thing rather than people say, oh, it, got, it has Xavier on it. Now let me watch it because it has Xavier. No, no, no. You need to watch it just because it's Legion and it's a fucking amazing show. Yeah. I, I don't like, like any time you have a huge character with a smaller show and then they insert themselves mm-hmm. and then it becomes the show is, is, is them. I like, I like Legion to be about David focused on David. And I, I want Xavier to come in once it's like, this show might be nominated for awards, critically acclaimed, all types of, you know, uh, notoriety it can get for it. Then bring in Xavier. Cause you can say it built its own. Fine. I get it. But I, I just, it's three years is too long. I mean, <laughs> Time out. Let's stop acting like Patrick Stewart's 96. He can yeah, wait. Uh, I think, wait I think there's a years. report saying he's going to be in season two. Yeah. I mean, now, now listen, I'm not one of those yeah. guys that's like, if he's in season two, I'm not watching this show anymore. No, it'd be dope as hell. I was just saying the show, as, as Nick, you know, was saying, did a very good job establishing its own. Yeah, but without Shadow even mentioning his character. name. Without even mentioning Xavier's name. I know they did. So then to put him but in there. But they already did establish him a, a known character in that universe. Shadow King, you might not know Shadow mm-hmm. King, but people from the comic books Let me say this, know though. The Shadow Let King. me say this, though. If you're, if you're a, a general watcher okay. who, who knows nothing about the X-Men comics or comics or the comic allure, Perfect. you're watching it, and you're just like, 
whatever the fuck this is, I love the hell out of this shit. Okay. Then it becomes, if Xavier pops up and you know of the, the X-Men movies, then it becomes, well, wait a minute. Is this now connected to X-Men? Is this now with X-Men? Confusing? It's very. Well, I just, then do I just your want you to... fucking homework if no, you give a shit. No, just further... Further establish no. it on its own. No. Further establish it on its own. Because that's his son, goddammit. Well, we don't have to see him right away. What's the difference between now or three years from now? It establishes it, it on its no own. Because then what you can do is you can bring up Xavier through dialogue. That makes people go, oh, okay, okay. I, I know who Xavier is. But when they see movies. him, they're going to see a guy that they recognize from the old X-Men movies. And then that shit that you just talked about is mm-hmm. still going to happen two years from now. Nope, because the dialogue is already telling oh, you that sh- it has nothing to do. Like, don't expect Wolverine. Don't expect Cyclops. Don't expect Storm. Don't expect Jean Grey. When you see him, you're just like, well, how do I know this isn't how, a part of that? How, what, what are you going to dialogue in three through years dialogue, to change that? Through dialogue, at least through season two, you can develop it to where you're saying, there is no X Men team yet. Maybe, maybe we there is. No, we don't know. We don't know anything. So through dialogue is how you bring how you bring it to light. Not just thrusting Patrick Stewart in there because he's Patrick fucking Stewart. I say you just wait <laughs> on. It. There is no rush. There is no rush. No rush whatsoever. Just like when everyone yeah, was like, I, oh, I, I don't really care one way or the other. Go ahead, Nick. I was just gonna say I don't really care one way or the other. I mean, if they if they if they, you know, do use him, that's fine. I, I do lean more towards Jujuan. Like, I would rather him at least wait until season three. Like, that, like do season two, let let that kind of stand on its own a little bit, and then maybe introduce him at the very end of season two or something like that. But if he's going to be like, it, it depends on what kind of role they're going to use for him. But I, I don't want to see him right away. Like, and I hope even when they do use him, he's not like, some kind of main character. Like, I, I mean, I want, want the show to... Yeah, I'm not, I'm not absolutely. I feel you there. That's my only... No, no, And I, I wasn't saying that's what you were saying. I was just stressing that's not what I want to see for this show, for the show's okay. progression. I don't want him as a series regular. I do think you should hold off till season three. But if the very last episode of season two is him wheeling up in, in, in the chair, then that's fine. Because then that, that goes to what I was saying. You're introducing him in season three. What you're saying, three but years. If, you take three years, I'm thinking season five. That's no, 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 no. Because you'd be this <laughs> year was, was, was season one, now. next year will be season two, and then the third year will be season three. Yeah, so well, if you introduce him I in, in season three. No, four, no, no, not, four not, seasons. no, 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 not four seasons from now. I meant three counting this current season that we're in. Um, so if that's what you're doing, you're introducing him at the end of season two, and then season three, we get the whole you know, what, what's what been going on with them, blah, 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 yeah. that I'm fine with. Okay. But I don't like for shows that has a huge part that's like, you know, say, connected to the movie universe. Yeah. I don't like that being implemented in something you're trying to establish as it's going to be there regardless. People are going to get, your confusion is going to happen regardless. Well, time out. I will say this. <laughs> we don't even know outside of, you know, when it came up in that, that interview with Patrick Stewart and the guy who plays David, we didn't even know that Xavier was going to be in the show. Or, or the idea of or him being to. in the show. We, we know, we, if you're a comic fan, you know wow. it's his son. Right. So you know you were going to get mentions about him, stuff like that. But there was no concrete evidence that he was going to be a part of it physically, in right. person. Right. So that's what I'm saying. You knew they were going to talk about him. This show. I was just saying you didn't know he was going to be in it. His first season didn't even touch on his personality. Not, not at all. And that's like, you got, I mean, I remember, because I didn't know, I don't know much about Legion. Mm-hmm. I knew I just, just enough about Legion. Right, the bare minimum. A bare minimum, right? So when I when I started, I saw the first episode, I was confused. 
So let me get out Wiki, and I looked at like uh, Legion on Wiki, and there's like a bajillion fucking personalities, right? So as I was watching the series, I'm trying to connect the dots and see maybe this personality is this, and maybe that, and we got none of that. And Lenny turned out to be the fucking Shadow King, and all these other people were actually real. I didn't know. I thought he was in his head. Because, you know, they confuse the shit out of you this movie, this whole show. You can lose them quick if you don't pay attention. You might have to watch Legion twice every week. Yeah. Just the same episode. Just, you might get lost. Yeah. Because it's smart. It's a smart, very, it's it, it just, it's, damn, I can't think of the word. But it's very good. Yeah. <laughs> it's very no, good. it's very good. I mean, listen, it, it had a bunch of holy shit moments. Yeah. Well, the last scene was him getting, did you see the mid credit scene? No. I know there was did a mid credit yeah, right? You didn't see it? No. You want me to tell you? No, because I'm going to go back and rewatch the season's finale. <laughs> well, it didn't uh, just end. It, 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 it's like after the credits or whatever. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. know. I, I'll watch it and we'll talk about it next week. What's the last thing week. you remember? What's the last thing you remember? Um, oh, uh, once once the girl stepped over the red line and then Shadow King started, like, jumping. Right. Um, Them driving away. Right. Right. That's the last thing. That's right, the last so. thing. God I damn it, we can't even talk about it. Nick, I promise. I know. I was just about. To, I was just about to bring it up, Joel. I was like, Nick, where do you I think he is? You, damn it. I promise you, next week we will open unless something huge happens. We will open with what whatever that end credit scene was for um, Son of for Legion. I, I I didn't know. I didn't even hear anything about it like on the internet or anything. I didn't hear anyone going. Cool. Cool. Well, well, we can. That's so cool. We can weird. open with where we think season two will go next week. That works for me. Right. Yeah, but yeah, no, man, I thought it was great. And you know, another thing that I thought was really cool was just the use of music throughout the the show. Like, yeah, um, the very opening with with uh, Happy Jack, and then it had uh, she's the Rolling Stones song, she's a rainbow, and then throughout the show, and then the scene in uh, the the season finale when he's he's like basically in his own mind and they're trying to remove the shadow King from his mind. And he goes into his mind and he starts seeing all these memories and then put breathe the pink Floyd song breathe behind it. And then it jumps into on the run. Like, Oh, dude, it was so awesome. Like I've always wanted to see that song used like properly on like in a film and I've never seen it. And they did it so fucking perfectly. It was brilliant. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. The way they did that show was just phenomenal. And what I love the most about it is, again, this is something that doesn't give you um, a superhero feel. Right. It just feels like a supernatural type of no. show. Yeah, it's definitely not a superhero right. show. Right. No. And that's why. Yeah, I that's keep... what I was saying. It's like it's like Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas meets a super, like a like a, a show about a guy with superpowers. Like it's real psychedelic and crazy and and mind bending, and you're not quite sure all of what's going on and everything. Like it's so fucking gnarly. It was, it was almost Inception in TV form. Definitely gnarly. <laughs> it was, I, I, I it like was the, almost Inception in TV form. I like the word gnarly, Nick. I yeah. Gnarly for that. Oh, Very thanks, great man. And I love I love the actor who played David. Phenomenal. Yeah. He did a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal Beast job. And Beauty and the Beast? Okay. Yeah. Is it Dan 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 Stevens? Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Phenomenal job. I um I already told you guys that I'm I'm trying to uh, finalize landing the showrunner for Legion, but maybe now I, oh. I need to go get Dan Stevens. <laughs> I need to get go that get guy. Dan Stevens. Bro. I need to go get Dan, Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens. 
Yeah, or, or Aubrey Plaza, man. Dude, I, I feel like Aubrey Plaza would probably be the most fun to interview. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I, I think I'd spend like 20 minutes just hitting the applaud button for yeah. Aubrey Plaza. Like, listen, Aubrey, give me like five minutes. I just want to applaud you just for five minutes. <laughs> She's going to be sitting there like, <laughs> right? I, I, I would want to tell, like, when you come on, can you, like, be Lenny when you come on, please? Like, can we interview Lenny? That'd be so freaking awesome. Dude, I, honestly, I she, she hell, dude. If we did get her on, she might even be willing to do that. <laughs> honestly, I think she would. She's just she's such an I open person, especially in yeah. her interviews. So she definitely might be like, you know what? Yeah, what the hell? Sure, I'll do it. But like I said, I that's, still, that's all I, I, I definitely want to ask her though. What was it like to make out with Star Lord? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I that show, man. <laughs> Oh, dude, me too. I've been, I've been actually binge watching it recently. I love Parkland. I'm stuck on Archer, yeah. but not to get too, too far off topic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, so Nick, I'm curious. What would you grade this first season? Oh fuck, man. I would honestly, I don't ever give a perfect score, but I'm gonna give it what I gave Daredevil season two. I'm gonna say nine point five. Woo! I'm gonna get as close to 10 as I could possibly get. Like a 9.7. <laughs> 9.7. I can't give it... Yeah. I, I well, give and it you know, that's fair enough, because I do I think it's, I do think it's better than Daredevil, so... Yeah. I mean, it had less episodes. It had eight episodes, right? Yeah, which was the perfect amount. Yeah, it did no. I mean, it left me wanting more, of course. I didn't know what else they could give me. I know less about this character than most characters. I was not excited when I heard about Legion being discussed. And then I saw the trailers. The trailers didn't do that for me. And then I watched. It, I know what it is about. I was so confused the first episode. Yeah. I remember we were talking mm-hmm. about. We were just, you were like, "Did you see the first episode?" And I was just like, "Yeah." I, like, <laughs> I guess. Honestly, what got me in the first episode? I was just admiring it. Like I, I wasn't quite sure if I really liked it yet, or if I just thought like, or if I just knew that it was just like well created. You know, because, like, sometimes you can watch, like, a TV show or a movie, and you can be like, well, that's it's a really good movie. It just wasn't for me. Like, I didn't personally right. like it. Um, and so I kind of did feel that way at the first episode. But I, I was like, you know what, i got to keep going with this because it's just you can just tell it's just so well put together. Um, and, like, just the, the roller coaster that it took you on in the first episode and the way it was shot. Like, that very first shot where the dude walks out of where they're holding David – and he comes yeah. through that little, like, corridor around the pool the and goes into yeah. that area and then goes up the stairs. And the way that was shot was just fucking beautiful. Beautiful. I was even just thinking about this. Yeah. I'd love to not only see more mutants, but I'd love to see I'd love to see the government have mutants that they're using against this, you know, I guess, team well, uh, that David one has. Of them, right? The guy with the, the bad eye, whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. definitely a mutant. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can now. I'm looking forward to that that Fox Five X Men show, whatever the fuck that's called. Yeah, whatever that turns out being. Yeah. I thought it's the same show runner. Cause it's no, not. but it's not you know, all. I'm curious. Fuck, I'm really curious. Right? Um, but no. Yeah, listen, you know, in this, I'm, in this I'm curious as long as you know, like I'm not huge on network television, but like if they do it right, it it can be gold. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna check it out, especially because the last three Fox properties. Legion, Logan, Deadpool have all been masterpieces. 
I just want to say this. Listen, thought, listen. There was a time where we where we were sitting here and we were like, listen, Fox. It looks like you just don't know what what you're doing. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? So let me say this. Mm-hmm. This is another. Uh, this goes to DC. Everyone who's like, they don't know what the fuck they're doing, what's going on. Right. Remember, we felt that way about Fox. It only takes the right project to yep. spin everything around. Yep. Two movies and exactly. one show. And you Two got movies, one show. Everyone's on your dick. Exactly. Well, no, <laughs> not only that, remember, um, uh, shit, uh, X-Men First Class was good. Yeah. Days of Future yeah. Pass was yes, good. they were very Apocalypse good. Apocalypse was good. But these were different. These were a different <laughs> these feel. Were... Right. These, these are groundbreaking. <laughs> right, exactly. So that goes to show you that all it takes for Warner Brothers and DC to do is a couple here and there yep. that makes people go, go, God damn, that's a, that's a game changer. That was good. <laughs> Justice League and Wonder Woman could be that. It's good. They won't be on a level of Legion, but <laughs> but no, Justice League and Wonder Woman could be their game changer. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I applaud Legion for having Shadow King. I was very excited to see Shadow King. Yeah. Yeah, that's somebody you never thought you would see. So, like, it's really cool. And, it's you know, it's like another thing is it's really cool because, you know, we've gotten to see, like, it's good to see uh, Fox and Marvel at least working together on some sort of basic level so that we could get a show like this. Because it took it took the cooperation of Marvel and Disney right. to, like, let them do that. And that's fucking awesome. Like, this is the kind of you know stuff what? you can achieve when you – when you aren't so fucking stubborn and hard-headed and you get somebody who's right. really passionate about the project and you let them make something awesome. Right, and I mean, Sony Sony just learned that lesson. But you know what, and Nick, you know I've been saying this for the longest, the fact that Marvel and Fox are getting along with certain stuff, you know, such like this, I'm telling mm-hmm. you, this makes me think that Marvel's playing nice just so in 2020 they can say, hey, Phase 3 just ended. You know, you know, you know we're starting now? Phase Fantastic Four. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, this is Marvel building that bridge. So when it comes time, they can say, listen, you don't know what you're doing. Give me Fantastic Four. And Fox is like, you know what? You helped us get Legion. You helped us get this. You helped us get this. Take that shit, man. Just keep helping us do this, these great projects. True. And Phase Four will be the four with the circle around it. I've, I've been, Nick, as long as I've known you, Nick, I've been saying that's going to happen. I want to see yep. it. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I want to see it. Yeah, I mean, it really needs to. I mean, it, that like you know, we we definitely have seen it turn around with Fantastic, or I'm sorry, with with Fox and uh, and X Men, but like Fantastic Four, that that just needs to go with Marvel. The tone fits better. Everything works better if it's going to be with Marvel. And Fantastic Four's interconnected uh, relationships with all the other Marvel characters. I mean, they're the first family. So they, there's so many connections to all of those characters that you just can't do with, without them, you know? Totally. Absolutely. Totally. Absolutely. And, and honestly, we've been talking about this for the longest, Nick. Um, it makes sense because then that means phase four, your, your huge bad could be Galactus. Galactus. That's, that's all exactly. I want, baby. Galactus. Yep. And then honestly, if you wanted to even wait for that, your big bads could be the super scrolls. Yeah. That that you could have that and then phase five could be Galactus. Either way. I think the yeah. the, the overall arching villain could be Galactus. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know what you know what it could be? The the uh super scrolls could be like um 
like Thanos is Loki. Right. How like right. he sent Loki to go handle it, and then when he couldn't, it was like, fuck it, I got to do this myself. Right, right. I could see that being the case. But um, I wanted to save some time. Uh, Nick, like I said, we will start um, next week's show with Legion uh, and our thoughts on what season two could, could possibly be. But I wanted to leave Excellent. Kanan some time for him to discuss the bet of the century. Kanan, take it away. <laughs> yes, I wish Dane was on tonight because he brings <laughs> so much bravado. And, and I don't want to say it in a bad way, but he, is, he, he brings a cocky attitude uh, as far as this bet goes. But the bet is that I believe Pirates of the Caribbean will easily cruise to $1 billion dollars. And he thinks it won't. So the winner gets $100. And once I win, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to give it back to the people. I'm going to go out and buy, I don't know, several things. And once we switch over to Geek Vibes Nation, we will be having many giveaways thanks to the generous donation of Dane. So I look forward to collecting this $100 to give back to the people that support us um, and, you know, support the page. And, yes, I look forward to it. I've heard nothing but great things from CinemaCon about the movie. They say it's back to how the original and um, Dead Man's Chest was. So I I have no doubts that this is going to cruise along. He He thinks the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise is sunk. I think he underestimates Disney. I think this will probably – I mean, how many movies they got coming out this year? Maybe five. I think three of them at least make a billion dollars. Guardians, Pirates, and Star Wars. Those are definitely three movies that make a billion. So, yes, I, I wish he was on. But come the end of May, I will be sending him my email to send me the $100 to PayPal. So. <laughs> hey, that's that's a really super generous thing, man, to do with that, that $100. On behalf of Dane, let me just go ahead and say, if Dane wins, you can expect that he will keep that shit. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) Yes, I'm sure he will. (laughs) And that's exactly what Dane would say. Uh, I'm definitely going to talk to him before the night's over and uh, kind of gauge where he's at (laughs) as far as his bet. I guarantee you, Nick, Nick summed it up. Very well. Um, but no, I, I, I'm on, I guess, Team Pirate because I love the franchise outside of uh, Stranger Tides. I like them all. Um, I, Stranger Tides to me was just a weaker of them it was. all. It was the weakest. Um, but I'm really hyped for this. Will, Will Turner's back. Yeah. Um, yeah. We might even get some Kira Knightley towards the end of the movie. Hopefully. Um, because she's what we're in hearing it. Uh, yeah, she's in it. What we're hearing is this is Will's son. So I assume yeah. the only person he was with was yeah, that's she raced him. Yeah. Was like a so, um, so I'm re- Javier Bardem. I just love that guy as an actor. Hashtag he needs to be our dark side. Um, I just I, I love I love this cast. I love the the, the trailers that I've seen. Um, and I, honestly, a billion dollars, yeah, that seems about right for a Sounds Disney movie. About right for yeah. pirates. Yeah. yeah. And for a Disney yeah. movie, definitely. I, it, it yeah, it will crush overseas, internationally, it, in China. That movie will easily make a billion dollars. If it don't, I will happily concede defeat to Dane, but there's no way this movie doesn't make a billion. No uh, way it doesn't make a billion. Did all the Pirates movies make over a billion? Uh, I think so. Three of them did. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I think two or three of them did. I don't think all of them did. There's only been four. The first so one didn't. Yeah, the first, the first one didn't. One, the first but, one didn't. Uh, Dead Man's did. Chest and the World Beyond did. definitely did. I, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I think Stranger Tides well. didn't. I think the first and the fourth one didn't, and the middle first two did. The first and the fourth one didn't, but the middle two did. The first one is because people were like, I don't really know what the hell this is. First the second one, they good. were like, Second one, they were like, oh, okay. Third one, they were like, oh, really great. And like I said, Stranger Ties is like a dip off. As long as it gets good critical reception, it'll get the burn. Because I, I say yeah. don't count out Zack Sparrow, bro. That's one of the Absolutely. best characters ever created. No. Absolutely. And uh, also, before we wrap up, I wanted to kind of say some maybe positive stuff. Uh, Joel, I don't know if you've seen this yet or whatever, but I put it on uh, the page that uh, – Really, the only WB stuff that they presented tonight at WonderCon was some Wonder Woman footage. But Jeff Johns yeah. did come out and say that the DCEU going forward will have more heart, more humor, more heroics. So he's either brought the DC fans together or he's divided them. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see where this goes. Yeah. But uh, it so seems that, that they are definitely – that Jeff Johns is definitely getting the ship on the right path uh, as far as – you know, making the movies more. Um, I don't want him to. I don't want DC to be like Marvel, but I think it's. I think, like we said earlier, this is definitely the right. Uh, you know, the right start. I think it's going to start with Wonder Woman. So, yes, we'll we'll see how people take that. I, I can only hope. Absolutely, but as always, guys, what a great show. Um. All right, lady, I'm wrapping it up. Jeez. Anyway. We had a great show. Um, we talked about a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. I love the pace of it. I like that we got all of our topics done. Um, there was no Dane, but Dane was here in spirit, and he was here for the bed of the century in spirit. Um, <laughs> next week will be even better than this week. Oh. Uh, it will be. Um, but like I said, guys, we've been getting so many great guests and everything. Just stay tuned. We have so much for you guys. Um, thank you guys, uh, Kanan, Nick, Joel, and Gerald for a great show. And we will see you guys next week, same time. Peace. Adios. See y'all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.